You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter Brian Hope. Brian, it seems like right on schedule, Jacoby Ellsbury is very close to returning to Major League action. How close is he? Uh, Well, the plan is he's going to play in three minor league rehab games. He's got the first one under his belt already. Uh, He's going to play all week down there in Tampa, and if all goes well, he could be back on Friday when the Yankees return home from the road trip. So I think that's the best-case scenario. You want to wait and see how he bounces back. Uh, every day is important to see uh, if, if something's going to pop when he wakes up in the morning, if, if he's going to have some ache in that, in that knee. But uh, from what I can tell and, and what he said so far, uh, everything's been positive. So if he can get through this week and – and get back up to New York and everything's good, you might see him in the Yankee lineup on Friday. Does that seem aggressive at all? Not so much from a health perspective, but just from a baseball perspective, or is he a guy who really should only need eight, ten at-bats to be ready to, to get back? Well, he's been hitting on the field, so I think that maybe that uh, that might help. I know it's not something you can really simulate. It, it, batting practice doesn't necessarily translate to game action, but then again, neither does facing a Class A pitcher. Uh, it, that doesn't necessarily get you ready for uh, major league pitchers. So I think it's just about getting the reps and getting that game action back under his belt and, uh, you know, teaching his body to do it again. But they have been pretty conservative with this. I think that at the time of the injury, they said it was going to be a month. Uh, it's been more than a month. It's been closer to six weeks. And uh, so I think that uh, they've taken their time with it for sure because speed is such an important part of Ellsbury's game. Uh, and the last thing you want to do is have a setback and, and then all of a sudden he's back on the DL for another two, three, four weeks. Is there is there anything is as obvious as it seems like it should be as far as how they sort of put the pieces together once once he comes, or is there anything they might get cued as far as uh, arranging the the guys they have in the outfield? Yeah, well, Gardner has made it a uh, difficult decision for sure. But uh, Joe Girardi was asked that question. He said that his initial thought is to put. Jacoby Ellsbury back in the leadoff spot and have Gardner too. Um, Ellsbury obviously did a great job before he got hurt. He was having as good a six, seven weeks to start the season as anybody. Uh, so that's the idea. They're going to have Ellsbury lead off again and Gardner too. And we asked Gardner about it. And Gardner said he loves it. He, he loves the idea of hitting between Ellsbury and in front of A-Rod. Uh, it's a good spot to be in is what he said. So uh, it sounds like all parties are on board with that. I, I think that uh, if you can have Ellsbury and Gardner back one-two, I mean, that was a pretty dynamic combo to begin the year, and I think uh, people have, might have forgotten how, how good that was. Uh, the Yankees were leading the majors in first-inning runs, and it was because of those guys. Does right field become any kind of a, a job share, or is that just uh, Carlos Beltran's job? Yeah, I think it, you can rotate him out when you can, uh, but I think their their thought is that Beltran's going to play right field. Um, they have to. It, He's uh, you've got a Rod as the DH, so uh, you can you can work him in there at times. But really, they're they're in a position where Carlos Beltran needs to play right field. So uh, Chris Young is making it a tough decision for sure. Uh, he's crushing left-handed pitching. 
Um, so I think that anytime you see a lefty, you'll probably see Young in the lineup. But uh, Beltran, I think, is going to still get a lot of at-bats. Uh, they've got a lot of money invested in this guy. He has shown some results of late, so I think they're going to stick with that for sure. Um, yeah, would you like to be able to put him in a DH spot more often? Yes, but uh, not at the expense of taking A-Rod out of the lineup. Well, I guess, yeah, that was the part I was wondering about as much as anything, is whether Chris Young has, has altered that equation at all with the way he's played. For sure, and I, I think that you saw what he did against left-handed pitching in Houston. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it makes you wonder why the Astros didn't make more of a push to sign this guy. He crushes the ball there. Uh, he's a perfect fit for Minute Maid Park. So uh, I think that you're going to see this a lot. Um, last night against C.J. Wilson, he, he crushed two balls to deep center field. Of course, you know, Mike Trout is out there. He's, he's the best in the world at what he does. Uh, but otherwise, he would have had two extra base hits there. Uh, yeah, you're going to see Young in the lineup for sure. He's going to get his reps. Uh, but I don't think it's, you're going to see a situation where Carlos Beltran suddenly is sitting five out of seven days or anything like that. To move to the rotation, because uh, if we're not talking A-Rod, then, then we have to be talking rotation. Uh, there's this habit, partly because of New York, partly because of Tanaka's health history, partly just because Tanaka's an interesting guy that people like to talk about, that we overreact to nearly every start. And so with that acknowledgement, let's overreact. Um, in his last two starts, four walks and six homers, is this an uh-oh moment, or is this, again, sometimes guys have back-to-back rough starts? Didn't look good. It, it really didn't. Um, I, I think that especially when you give a guy a 6 nothing lead and they can't hold it, that, that's a pretty big red flag. The Yankees say it's mechanical and it's not health-related, so until further notice, you go based on that. But uh, I think this next start is going to be really big when the Yankees get back home and Tanaka's on the mound, I, I think – you wait and see because, all right, yes, that's true. Pitchers do have two back-to-back starts. He had never given up three home runs in a game, and now he's done it in back-to-back starts. Um, I, I think that tells you something's up here. Um, whether it's just a matter of that he needs to be more aggressive in the zone, um, maybe that's something that they can work on. But that was it was pretty discouraging, I think, for the Yankees just to give him a 6 nothing lead, and he gives it all back. And especially the way he was pitching when he was up six runs, he was, he was kind of nibbling around the zone. And I think that's what Larry Rothschild was most upset about, um, or disappointed in probably is a better word to say it. Yeah, he was just kind of dancing around the zone. He was afraid to, to come in and challenge guys. And with a six-run lead, you, you kind of want to see that a little bit more. Again, with the acknowledgement that at all times we're we're sort of overreacting, um, any apparent reason for that? I mean, again, the worry is always: is this guy healthy? Is there some? Is there any thought that he's nibbling because he doesn't feel strong? Or again, is it just something that happens? I mean, I can't get inside his head and tell you what he's thinking, but it shows me that maybe he doesn't trust his stuff so much, which is kind of surprising because what Girardi said about the health is. You don't see a guy throwing 93 and 94 if he's not healthy. So they think the, the arm is healthy. Obviously, that, that's always going to go right to the, uh, the elbow and the Tommy John possibility, and that, certainly that's still out there. But um, I, I think it, it shows you that he maybe doesn't trust his stuff, and, and when he does come back in the zone, he's getting hurt. So I think he's being very careful. Um, I think he needs to – take the training wheels off and go after the hitters more. I think that's something the Yankees want to see. And so I'm very curious to see. Look, uh, pitchers do have back-to-back bad outings. That, that happens all the time. If it's three in a row, uh, that tells you something's up. And uh, the Yankees might need to think long and hard about if, if this guy's 
really giving them a chance to win every fifth day. Yeah, and and it's kind of magnified by the fact that we continue to wait to see CC Sabathia show even just the sort of league average inning eater guy that that I think everybody just figured well at least he'll be that and and he hasn't really even been that. Um, the strikeout rate is good, the walk rate is good, and the hits and the home runs are really really bad. Those things kind of are a weird combination. How do you reconcile that? What do you see when you watch him pitch that maybe makes that combination of things make sense? Yeah, and that's the difference, just to get back to Tanaka for a second. He did have starts where he was dominant, and you said, oh, there it is. He's the guy again. Uh, Sabathia has not been that guy all year. I I think that this has been uh, the most discouraging season of Sabathia's career, for sure. He said that. Um, he's, He's frustrated. This start against the Angels, even though he lost four to one, he gave up uh, four extra base hits to you know the guys that you would expect, you know the Trout, the Pujols, and those they hit him. Uh, he was able to limit the damage, and uh, honestly, four runs in seven and a third. I think the Yankees would take that every single time out. So uh, this was actually one of his better ones. It's still a loss. I think uh, the number is that the Yankees have lost ten out of Sabathia's sixteen starts this year. Uh, that that's that makes you wonder. That makes you say. He's not giving them a chance to win games. And I think that's what Sabathia has been most frustrated about is that there have been a lot of starts here where he's not keeping the team in the game. So this Angels start was actually one of the better ones. Um, they, they say they're seeing progress. I, I think that, yeah, you would take seven and a third, four runs every time out of CC Sabathia at this point in his career. At least you're in the game and giving them a chance to win. But uh, let's see if he can string together two or three of those because there have been – a lot of uh, ones that have gone the other way, too, for him this year. It was really striking to me that Girardi even answered the question about Sabathia's future in the rotation because it it hasn't been that long before that question, even in New York, just wouldn't have been asked. So the fact that it was asked and answered, what does that tell you, if anything, about his status and where they go from here. Is there any question at all about whether he continues to take the ball every five days if, as long as he's healthy? Well, I don't know what else Joe would have done. It's not like he could have crawled under the desk and avoided the question. But, um, yeah, I, the question was asked, will CC remain in the rotation? And he said yes uh, for, for a variety of reasons. Um, I think that if you take the finances out of the situation, um, but you've got a guy $23 million here, he's due 25 next year, they need him to figure it out. Uh, if he's healthy, they need him to figure it out. He's going to be part of this team, uh, and it's not going to be in a role where, like they've done with Chris Capuano where they shoved him off into the bullpen because they just didn't need him in the rotation. Uh, he's not going to be a situational left-hander, even though he is getting left-handed hitters out. That's one thing he can be proud about. The problem has been with the righties. Um they need they need this guy to get right. Um, they they owe him a lot of money. They've put a lot of trust into him, and he's going to keep getting the ball. I, I I don't see any other alternative. They're not going to send him down to AAA. They're not going to uh, shove him off to the bullpen. So yeah, no, you're going to be seeing CC Sabathia quite a bit, and we're going to get to see right on the under a microscope whether he can figure this out and get this right. All right. Well, Brian Hope, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.